Hello, I want to welcome you to Kingdom Success University, which is a faith-based podcast that teaches kingdom principles in a practical but strategic way. Some of the key principles that will be highlighted but not limited to are effective communication, developing a success mindset, leadership skills, how to develop healthy relationships, finances, character, and much more. Let us explore how you can personally expand your capacity to succeed in life. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, Kingdom Success University podcast. This is uh, your boy here, James Beecham, um, coming to you here with a special guest uh, who is uh, very awesome. She's an entrepreneur, author, TED Talk speaker. Um, so I want to introduce her to you, uh, Shara. How's it going, Shara? It's going well. James, thank you so much for having me. And hello, everyone. Uh, yes, my name is Shara Hutchinson. Um, yep, TEDx speaker, over 17 years of leadership experience. Uh, the company that I started is called Exposure. And so I actually call myself the chief exposure officer because I expose <laughs> leaders to yeah. new solutions, new ideas, new perspectives that really strategically changes the way they do business for the better. Right. Yes. And you know what's interesting, so the, the audience can know how we actually connected. Uh, we actually connected through a mutual friend, right? And yes. So, um, so uh, the mutual friend uh, thought that we could connect and do some uh, some public speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we connected, we did a podcast together. Um, and then we did another podcast for a career a career event that 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 we launched uh, what a couple of months back, mm-hmm. uh, which went very well. And so and so now here we are back again doing another podcast, right? So exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, so this is definitely good. So thank you so much, uh, Sheriff, for taking the time out to join the podcast. But hey, just just right quick, I know you kind of gave a high level overview, but just kind of let the audience know. You know a little bit about yourself, your family background, that 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 kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely want to talk about family background, all that stuff. Um, so I, I talked about the business stuff and a little bit about me and 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 what I do career wise. Um, but my my family is very important to me. I'm married. I, I have a husband. We've been married actually in January, January thirty first. It will be eleven years that we've wow. been married. Yeah. Wow, uh, and quality, not even, not just quantity, not just like time. There's yeah. some people, you know, you married for a long time and it's like, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I can say I'm tr- truly happy. I'm thankful for him. Yeah. Uh, we have a two-year-old son and uh, it took us eight years to have him. We struggled with infertility and we had to do in vitro to have him. Um, and like after several attempts, we finally were successful. And I believe that God blessed us with, with our son and we are just, so, so, so happy about that. I love reading. I like writing. Um, actually, James, I don't know if you know this or not, but I look, I just pr- published my first children's book. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yes. Really? So this was just wow. like December 11th, just last, just like last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. So I, wow. I, I wrote the book. So my son, he's two and he's been, uh, he's got speech delay. So he's had trouble like, you know, speaking and yeah. for a while, even like responding to his name. And now he responds to his name. And so I wrote a book to kind of help guide him along the way and share his journey for other, you know, like toddlers or little kids who 
uh, or have speech delays. And so, yeah, I, I actually just got the illustrations back last week, published it on Amazon. And so it's there and I'm so excited. I didn't mean to put that plug in right there, but I had to say it. I had to say it. So yes, it's out there. The book is actually called uh, TJ Learns His Name uh, by me, Shara Hutchison. So yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. He is, he is a part of my purpose, you know, like, you know, I, I believe that, um, you know, having a, ch- a child or children or whatever is really, really important. Cause you have, that's your first job, right? Like to, to really instill things in them. And so, um, uh, that's yeah. awesome. No, no, that's awesome. You know, cause, uh, I have a, I have a child. So for those who may not know, I have uh, two sets of twin girls and uh, my youngest, she has speech delay there. So really? um, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so that's good that you published that book because I'm actually going to go get it. So, uh, awesome. For sure. so I'm gonna go on Amazon and support you for sure. Again, uh, uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But that's awesome though, because uh, thank yeah, you. So yeah, that's awesome. But but uh, well, thank you for t- taking the time out to talk a little bit about your background. But I want to ask you. Um, so what word did you want to discuss today, right? Because I know that when we talked about this podcast, you're like, okay, James, what is it that you want me to really talk about? And I was like, hey, what is it that you want to talk about? So what is that word that you want to discuss today? The word that I'm going to choose is communication. And it, it actually ties into even talking about my son, right? Like yeah. if you have a speech delay and you want to convey something and it's difficult, it can be frustrating for the person trying to get it out, right? right. And the person trying to receive the message. And so uh, I think communication is uh, one of the uh, most important skills that we need to succeed in life and in business. And so yeah. communication, just one word, communication. <laughs> right. I, I think it's very important, right? Because if, if you think about it, everything that we do, we communicate, we use words, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we're frustrated, when we're happy, when we're mm-hmm. sad, um, you know, even when we're at work, we're, we're, we're having to communicate all the time. When we go and get food, we have to communicate. So that's a that's a key word. So I, I, I think that that's pretty cool. But let me ask you this. Um, why did you pick that word? What is it about that word? So as I mentioned, I believe that it's, it's, it's the most important life skill to have. And when you communicate, you're not just communicating words, right? Even your body language, the way you carry yourself. Have you ever walked in a room and seen somebody like folding their arms and you're like, man, they must be mad, right? They communicated without saying a word. Um, mm-hmm. You ever, you know, see somebody who just kind of is looking sad, right? They are communicating without saying a word. They've told you that something is wrong and you can say something to them. And in business, in life, you have to be able to get your point across to get the results that you want. And and back to my son, right? My son, for a while, he didn't know how to tell me when he was hungry. Even after he was one years old, he couldn't use any words. He didn't know any sign language. And so when he was hungry or thirsty, he would just scream and like have an outburst. Um, and it was frustrating for him, but it was also frustrating for me as a mother. I'm like, I, I want to know when you want something. Um, and finally he got to the place where he could, and it was so much more you know, better for him to get his needs met and for me to know that I am meeting his needs. And how many times have adults have you seen somebody have a temper tantrum, right? And scream and yell and flail (laughs) because they can't tell you, you know, they don't know how to articulate 
what it is they really want. They don't know how to say, you hurt my feelings. They don't know how to say, hey, I need this from you. Or they don't know how to say, this wasn't, this isn't what I asked for. They don't know how to give you the requirements at work, right? Like, so you're trying to figure out what they want. They don't, they don't know how to give feedback or whatever, whatever the case may be. And just like my son, they begin to scream and get upset and get frustrated because they don't know how to get their message across. And so if you can't get your message across, you cannot get what you want. And so I think it is critical, critical, critical to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, and not just communicate, but communicate effectively and well. Um, I did a, a TEDx talk a, was it last year, a couple of years ago. And one of the things that they had me do um, is I had to get coached on doing the TEDx talk. And I had to meet every week for a couple months with them, right? And I had to condense an eight-year journey because I, I did my TED talk about my infertility journey to have my son. So I had to condense an eight year journey into 10 minutes and wow. still be able to get the same point across, still be able to make people feel what I felt along the journey. And through that process, I there was a lot of things that I felt like I gotta say this and I gotta say this and I gotta say this. And they said, no, how can you consolidate that in fewer words? You don't have to tell everything, just tell the most important thing. and it helped me and it taught me how to really, really like um, find out what was most important to say. Because sometimes we can talk just to talk, but really choosing words intentionally to quickly get your point across to the person so that, again, you can get the desired result. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, uh, I, I actually have a mentor and my mentor told me this one time because I lacked, um, you know, uh, the communication skills. So he said, James, he says, do you know why um, people cuss or get angry quickly? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, and he said, because they lack a large vocabulary. And, um, and I'm like, oh, wow. So what are you trying to say to me? So, uh, so basically I'm saying... <laughs> You have to increase yourself, right? So you have to increase your capacity or your skill set, your mindset for to communicate, right? Because again, like you said, when people get frustrated or when they feel that uh, they feel overwhelmed, they 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 speak in spite, right? Instead of mm -hmm. really thinking through. So along those lines, so which two areas in your life has communications uh, improved your interactions with people? Um, the two areas that I'll say is, is communications improved all areas of my life. But if I had mm -hmm. to choose two areas, I would say in my marriage and in career and in business. And one thing that I'll say, kind of going back to what you said earlier about being able to, you know, control yourself and have a, better, a bigger vocabulary. It made me think of a quote uh, by Napoleon that says, like, the strong man is one who is able to intercept at will the communication between the senses and the mind, like mm -hmm. between what you feel and what you know, being mm -hmm. able to decipher that in your mind in your communication is a skill because just because you feel something doesn't mean you need to say it, right? right. And so in those two areas, I've had to learn how to filter what I feel from what I know. 
And so in, in my marriage, you know, if anybody's been in a relationship, they know that sometimes it's like, it's not about what you say, it's how you say it, right? So you have to mm-hmm. learn how to communicate. And um, I am a person who, uh, I don't want to say I'm strong-willed. I don't want to say that. I am a very, let me see, how can I put this? I am very determined. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. That's a yes. better word choice. Yes. Very, very determined. And so when I get an idea, I'm like, I want to do this. And most of the time, I'll be honest, I don't know about you guys out there, uh, but I think that I'm right because I've done research and I'm thinking about this <laughs> stuff. And so one yep. particular day, you know, some several years ago, my husband came to me and he said, like, I feel like you don't listen to me. I feel like you don't care about what I say. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, because I'm thinking, who me? I Oh, never, <laughs> you know? And of course I'm like, I don't want you to feel that way. I would never intentionally do that. And I asked him why. And he said, well, it's because you always cut me off. Or when we're talking, you change the subject and start talking about something different. Or you stop me mid-sentence and try to finish as if you know what I'm going to say. And in communication, I had to learn what Stephen Covey said. It's like, seek first to understand and then to be understood. And I realized after he shared that feedback with me that, as he was talking, I was already thinking about what I was going to say next. As he was talking, I was already finishing the sentence or thinking about something totally different. I'm like, look, I'm ready to talk about something else. Mm -hmm. And that was wrong. You know, it was wrong. And so I had to take a step back and I had to think about, okay, um, the most important thing is we all want to be understood, right? We all want to be valued. We all want to be affirmed. And when someone cuts you off or when somebody doesn't listen to you, then all that's out the window. You feel like they don't care. And one of the things that I also found out is many times I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was wrong because I was thinking so fast about whatever the outcome was. And I was just going based off of my thoughts, my experiences, whatever. And I didn't have the whole story. I didn't have the whole picture. And sitting down and seeking to understand help me to better meet his needs and, and better, you know, provide the things that he wanted or to understand his point of view and realize where I needed to change at. So the first area is my marriage. The second area is in career and in business. And I would say the same exact thing. So like as a leader or even, you know, coaching somebody and or consulting, like um, if you don't listen, then and, and, and then you won't even know what they want. You can't even meet your customer's needs. Um, you have to ask more questions and get the requirements. And for a while when I was coaching, uh, initially I was kind of like giving advice, like, well, you need to do this and here's what I would do. And after a period of time, I realized that everybody generally has the answers already on the inside of them that needs to be unlocked. And my job as a coach is not to tell them what they need to do. Why? Because when you tell somebody what to do, they don't own it, right? Like they they don't own it. And then they may not do it or they may not fully understand it. Or if it doesn't work, guess who they blame? You. And so I learned, you know what? Ask questions, ask questions and let them unlock the answers for themselves. And then if I'm going to give advice, I ask for permission. Hey, do you mind if I share, you know, what I would do in this situation? Um, And I found that taking a step back, listening, many times some of the solutions that I would have given weren't right because I didn't understand where the person came from. I didn't understand why they were doing what they were doing. I didn't understand the, you know, their whole situation. And so 
taking that step back and asking more questions and listening really, really, really uh, was a game changer for me. And even like in the organization that I've worked for, being, you know, being a leader and manager director, you know, my team members, I always foster a environment where you can share, share whatever you want to share with me, just be respectful because I want feedback and I want to get better. And I've had people in the past years ago say, you know, hey, I feel like you cut me off and that you already have your ideas in your mind um, before you even talk. And then when we share our ideas, you just shut it down. And had they not told me, honestly, I would not have known. And had I not given them the permission to give me real feedback, I wouldn't be getting the results from the team, right? And so if I had that same theme happening on the job, Mm-hmm. In my career and at home with my husband, it stood the reason that, okay, there's something that I need to change, <laughs> something that I needed to change. Mm-hmm. And I had to circle back into why, you know, like, why do we communicate the way we communicate? What is the reason, be, be, what, what was rather the reason that I felt like I needed to be right? What was the reason that I felt like I had to have the last word? What was the reason why I felt like I had to tell people, you know, like what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I guess I'm, I guess I'll go here. I'm I'm traveling down a road. We were talking about communication, but I think it's important to question yourself when somebody gives you feedback on how you communicate, instead of getting defensive, asking, is it true? Like, you know, and, and even if it, even if you don't think it's true, it's like, why do they feel that way? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we can't see ourselves. And so anyway, I said all that to say, I went down this journey after hearing that from my husband years ago and hearing it from people that I was leading years ago, that um, it stemmed from childhood. Like I, I traced it all the way back to, I, I grew up in foster homes. And so uh, one of the, the families that adopted me when I was young, um, the sister of the adopted mother, she actually tried to drown me in the sink one day, um, like st- putting my head in a bowl of water and like and taking it out, put it into like she was punishing me. Um, and I remember the children's services workers coming to the house and I was about six years old at the time and I had decided that after that happened that I was going to tell those children's services workers everything that had happened and everything that was going on at the house in hopes of them taking me out of that house, right? Well, I shared the story with them and I told them not to say anything, just to move me into a a new house. They told my adoptive family and then I got beat worse. And it was at that moment where I felt like I can't trust anybody. Uh I can't trust anybody. I can't share anything. I'm going to do everything by myself and I don't need anybody. And I made that declaration. So for for all the listeners out there, you know, you may not have had an experience like that, but sometimes you've had something happen in your life where you make an inner vow. You make a promise to yourself, like never again, nobody's going to hurt me like that. I don't need anybody. You know, I'm going to do this myself or whatever it is, or nobody's going to tell me what to do when I get older or nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do. Like Mm -hmm. whatever it was, I think we all, make some sort of declarations when we're younger based off of experiences. And then we bury those, right? And then we grow up and then somebody gives us feedback and we instantly get defensive, right? Mm -hmm. Or something happens and we're like, 
I don't want to hear that, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. Or in my case, um, I was cutting people off feeling like I don't need anybody. I got this. And that mentality, you know, was there and it had to be broken. And just like you said, you talked to a mentor. That's why I think mentors are so important. I have a, a mentor slash coach and he was, you know, he asked me a, a very, very like pointed question. He said, Shara, why do you feel like it was because like I, I was working and trying to do all this stuff myself. And he said, why do you feel like you have to do everything alone? Why don't you feel like you can delegate to people? Why, you know, you know, and, and he's like, is, is that, is, it seems like it's something bigger. And I had to sit back with myself and think, and I'm like, so this is why. And I had to unravel that. I had to unravel it and really do some inner healing, really pray, you know, and ask God, like, Hey, God, can you, you know, heal that, that part, that little girl that obviously feels like, you know, she doesn't need anybody or, or who feels like, um, I can't trust anybody or whatever and address that. And even though, you know, it's been a while back, I've come a long way. I'm not where I was, but even still, if every now and then I still feel that and I still have to fight it. But the beautiful thing is when you are aware of something in the moment, you can check yourself or even if you go down that road, you can stop yourself afterwards. Like that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Or um, I could have handled that a little differently or I could have handled it a little better. And so I guess I got there from thinking about the two areas that you asked me about, but I, I think it's so important not to just address the fruit, but to address the root right? Like, so if you're having communication issues and your family or at work or your friends and you're always getting in, into disagreements, you know, or something, then you have to ask yourself, is there something I can do better communication wise, right? Like, um, what, what is in me that's causing this dissension or what, what, what in me, instead of blaming somebody else, right? Like taking that ownership, mm-hmm. um, and saying, what can I do better? That, and that's like with marriage, friends, you know, family, even in, even in business and, and in business, you know, I was talking to someone, uh, maybe it was a couple weeks ago and they were, you know, in, engaging with their, uh, their manager and their manager was not getting the point about what they wanted. And, um, they were like, they don't listen. They don't understand, you know, talking about their manager. And then I just stopped and I said, well, what can you do better to convey the message differently? Right. Because, we can blame other people, but ultimately, sometimes we have to modify our methods of communication or understand the person that we're talking to and communicate in a way that they understand it. You know what I mean? Like that yes. is just everybody's different. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, I like I like the, the mere fact, the path that you went on. So so let, let's even take a step back. Right. So you said something about yourself. You said that you're a determined woman. And for the audience out here, that uh, for those who are listening, there are a lot of determined women out there, right? That are that are that are single, right? And and yeah. and, and and just through interaction or in passing, I've heard a lot of single women who who have said that um in the single scene that oh man, you know, men kind of look down to women who are determined or turned off by women who have ambition, who have goals like yourself, like mm-hmm. you're a director. So that can be a little bit intimidating. And so 
what what will you what can you what advice can you give to those out there? And I know we're kind of getting off topic here. No, this is good. This is good. What, what advice would you give to women out here that are single, who are married or dating, or even thinking about getting into a relationship uh, as a woman to, to affect, uh, to become better communicators in, in how they may feel or, or how they should address situations if there are red flags there? Um, that's that's a good question. I, I would say, you know, and I'm just going to talk from personal experience, um, kind of piggybacking off of what I was talking about earlier, how everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. When you're dating or in a relationship or married or whatever, you have to understand the person that you're talking to, right? Like, so uh, I don't believe that all men are intimidated by by women who are ambitious or have goals or who are determined because my husband's not intimidated by me and I know so many other men who are not um and if somebody is intimidated it traces back to something that's on the inside of them right everybody has to be confident in who they are mm-hmm. and so to to the women who are you know in in the dating scene I think you know a, a man most men at least like a damsel in distress. They do. Most of them. I mean, I don't know, James, you're a man, right? But most of the men that I know, they'd want to be needed. And that's it. So you don't have to lose your independence. You don't have to lose your um, drive, your determination, but you don't want to portray to the man that I don't need you. Right. And I'll give a personal example. Um, this was several years back. Uh, my husband, he is a budgeter, right? Like he puts everything on a spreadsheet. He projects his budget out 12 months. Yes, 12 months, a whole year in advance. And he knows what he's <laughs> going to spend every single month. I mean, down to the amount of gas that he's going to spend. He will not drive his car if it is outside of the allotted amount of gas that he has uh, that he has projected <laughs> to spend. Okay. He yeah. is a master budgeter and I am not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at any rate, my birthday was coming up and he even budgets like Christmas birthdays, whatever he projects what he's going to spend on me for that particular, you know, holiday or whatever. And then he, and he stays within his budget. And I respect that because I appreciate that he is, you know, like securing our future. And he is like really, really, you know, stringent on the finances. Well, mm-hmm. this particular birthday, I want, he had budgeted a certain amount and then I wanted an Apple watch. Well, the Apple, and I think the watch had just come out or something like that. And so um, it wasn't in his budget. It was not in the spreadsheet. And so I was like, babe, I want this (laughs) Apple watch. And he said, but it's not in the budget. And immediately in my mind, he didn't tell me he wasn't going to get it for me. He just said it wasn't in the budget. And I said, out of my mouth, I was like, well, I don't need you to get it anyway. I mean, I work. I can buy the watch myself. And then he turned around and looked at him and he said, if, yes, you can buy the watch yourself. But if you bought it yourself, it wouldn't have the same meaning as if I bought it. He said, it's not that I don't want to buy you the watch. You, I will buy it for you. I was just telling you that it was outside of my budget and all that, that was all. And that really was like a, I don't want to say like a dagger to my heart, but it was a wake up call to let me know. I didn't have to say that. Mm-hmm. He knew that I could have bought the watch myself. And the reality is he wanted to buy it because he wanted to say, I bought you this Apple watch. And sometimes as women, we get that mentality like, 
I don't need you. I can't, you know, and yep, I'm rolling my neck too, because that's what we do sometimes. Like, <laughs> I can get the Apple Watch myself, you know. And then, then if you make comments like that over and over and over again, what you say is, I don't need you indirectly. And so finding a way to still be determined and all that, but saying, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. I need you, you know, and it's vice versa too, right? Like, so the man, he, you know, my husband, he doesn't like lord over me, like, you need to do exactly what I said, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not like that with me. Um, we 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 talk and it goes back to communication, right? Like setting expectations, just like in a relationship, we have our defined roles, and our roles are different than you know what other people have going on, right? Like so. Every couple is different. And I think when you communicate and you have a friendship and you have a relationship, your household doesn't have to look like everybody else's. Like, for example, my husband does all the cooking in the house, all the cooking. He washes the dishes. We, we share, you know, taking care of our son. He changes diapers. He does, like we work as a team. He takes out the trash. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I clean our room. I clean the bathrooms. I'm not like, and so we talked about what we're going to do. I am not a good cook. I was cooking. And he said, your food is nasty. Uh, so I'm going to cook. <laughs> hey, I didn't get offended by that. And then mm-hmm. s- some couples that we're friends with, the wife does all the cooking and the husband doesn't, does, doesn't, Hey, that works for y'all. Mm-hmm. I know couples who they put all their finances together in one pot and they operate like that. My husband and I don't do that because we talked and guess what? He's a miser over the finances and he doesn't want to see my spending habits. If he, <laughs> I mean, if he sees, you know, me spending $2 here, $3 there and Amazon, he will go bonkers. And so mm-hmm. we came to an agreement that, okay, we don't need to expose that because it's going to cause stress for you. And mm-hmm. so communicating with your significant other and doing what works best for you establishing roles and then you know both parties seeking to understand before being understood so if both people are doing that you're both preferring each other over yourself you're both you know being considerate if one person is doing that then you know something's missing right like and so the one person is going to begin to feel like i'm doing everything but if Mm -hmm. both people are seeking to understand each other and wonder like, what can I do better? And asking questions to understand the person better then you have a, a, a better relationship. Mm-hmm. No, that's great, right? Cause um, you know, uh, another mentor, uh, one of my great mentors, he, he actually uh, said this, he said, James, you know, independent, being fiercely independent uh, means that you can do it. If it's up to, if it's going to be, it's up to me, mm-hmm. but be, but being, interdependent is saying it's not that I can't do it but I'm choosing to partner with you so where we can do it mm-hmm. right and so that's the difference and so I what I heard from what you were communicating is letting the ladies know out here is saying hey um yeah look you know everybody's relationship is going to be different so don't try to duplicate your mm-hmm. relationship like your friend or someone else because your partner is different from that other individual that yep. they're that your friend is talking to, right? And so so that communication is going to be different, you know, for for that couple versus another couple. Um, which again, I, I 100% agree with that, right? And um, 
but that's very, very important. So that that's really good stuff. That's really good stuff. So uh, for those who are listening, husbands, uh, remember, just buy your wife whatever she asked for her birthday, okay? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay, a happy wife is a happy life, right? So that's I believe happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. Not just not just the wife, right? Like, so yep. I think both, both ways. Both ways, I, yep. I have to do... You know, like the example I gave earlier where he said he felt like I wasn't listening to him. I had a responsibility to say, wait a minute, why am I cutting him off? Like, I want to hear what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And so taking some ownership of that myself and making sure that he's happy. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's something new. I didn't even know that. Yeah. A happy spouse. Happy Happy house. Yeah. I I mean, for real, it's it's not just, you know, because... Sometimes us women can be like, you know, no, mm-hmm. I need to be, and it's, it's no, you don't want to have a miserable man. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're making him miserable, mm-hmm. his eyes may be open somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, really. Right, right, right. Hey, we get real out here, right? So It's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth, right? So that's why communication is very, uh, very important because if a person feels that you're shutting them down every single time, like you said, with your husband, if your husband mm-hmm. felt that he was being shut down over time, hey, that builds up over time and and we all know critical mass right so yeah. it's going to come to it's going to come to a head eventually exactly so it's, it's best to get ahead of it now instead of having issues on the back end and trying to repair it um you're either repairing or preparing um as what john c maxwell says so i like yeah. i like that and then you know th- thinking about you know relationships and me being open to listen to him and make adjustments, whether man or women, woman, you want to be able to trust that you can really open your heart to your to your spouse or whoever you're with and to be able to share your heart. And if the person acts like they don't care, even if they don't intentionally do it, over time, you will feel like you can't share your life with them. Mm-hmm. And who wants a relationship where you can't really share your life with each other, you know? And so like we live in a society where uh, some relationships are a snapshot, a picture on social media to show we ate together. We did this. We went to the park. We did, you know, whatever. But how many of those relationships really have a good friendship? I mean, where you really feel like I can talk to this person that I can be vulnerable with them. I can share my, my, my real fears. I can share my dreams, my aspirations, and this person is going to support me. And so uh, that was one of the reasons why I, I made sure to make an adjustment and talk to him too, because I want to keep that open line of communication where we have a true friendship and not just a snapshot of a good relationship, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, so you, you want substance versus just what the, the facade of, of, of what it looks like. Yeah. So you want substance in your relationship. So that's very, very important um, as a go forward. So communications, again, mm-hmm. is the most, it is very, very critical in all things that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, so, so my question to you is if you had to summarize it in a quote, right. Cause you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, you're the quoster. That, that, that's the what I'm yeah. Right. So, so you, you have all these quotes. I'm like, where, where, where does she be coming up with these quotes and stuff? But, uh, but they're good. So how, how would you summarize communication in a quote? What quote would that be? 
Okay, so I have I have two. One, okay. one's, a, one's a scripture. Okay. Um, and one is a quote, right? So so yes. Plato said, wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools speak because they have to say something. Um, and then James chapter one, verse 19 says, so then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. And I believe it's because God gave us two ears, one mouth to listen twice as much as we speak. And many of us get ourselves in trouble because we do things the opposite. We want to speak more than we listen. Mm, wow. That's good. That's good. You know, and I, and, and I had to learn how to zip my mouth and really listen because mm-hmm. again, um, you know, again, to, to move forward and grow, you have to listen more than you speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so so that that's that's wise words from a wise woman, everyone. I'm telling you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. But this was great. This was great. Really, just talking about the the word communication, hearing more about your background and the things that you've gone through, and how you really built yourself up to this point. So I know that you have some great things that are going on, and so I I, I want you to tell the audience what what's that one thing that you have going on to help people move them into the right direction here in their life? Yeah, so I have several different programs going on, but the one that I want to talk about that is imminent and it's coming up is a new program that I'm actually launching uh, in March of 2021, but I'm accepting enrollments now, and it's called the Diversity and Leadership Program. Uh, and this program was really designed uh, to develop leaders who are ethnic minorities Uh, in organizations. So really what I'm doing is partnering with organizations to help develop talent that they have, that they've identified already of of individuals who are minorities that they believe have the potential to be in senior leadership. You know, I saw a quote a couple years ago that said black professionals in 2018 held just 3.3% of all executive senior leadership roles. And that's defined as being within two direct reports to the CEO. And this program was really designed to help organizations improve that statistic, right? So like it it helps participants. So if there's any of the listeners out there who are minorities and you work in an organization and you really, you know, feel like you want to be on a growth path and you want to learn, you know, the the leadership skills um, necessary to advance um, and you believe your employer uh, will invest in you, you can submit the information to them about the program and see if they will pay for it. And what that does is it shows them, shows you uh, as the employee that your employer values you enough to invest in training and they believe that you have the potential to be in this senior leadership role. Um, and it's a hands-on training teaching you 12 uh, leadership competencies and it allows you to expand your your network and it really 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 like all of the things that I've learned over these 17 years and have been exposed to I am pouring them into this program to download this information into you because um, sometimes you can have the skill but when you don't know what you don't know and you don't have that exposure 
it's hard to get to that next level. Um, and then for the organizations, it allows them to develop a pipeline of diverse leaders um, and have a more inclusive work workspace and then incentivize those high performers, right? To be able to perform even better and to be able to show them that they're investing in them. And so an organization can, can pay for somebody and nominate per, a person who mm-hmm. they believe uh, should go through the program and then and then individuals who work there you know minorities you can go and say hey there's this program um can you pay for me to do it um organizations a lot training dollars all the time and so why not invest in a minority business hey me right yes exactly um, right <laughs> but also you know it's not even just doing that but i've been able to climb the 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 corporate ladder and work my way up to being a director in an organization and then ultimately starting my own business called Exposure, right? And the reason why I chose that is because everything that I learned, I want to help others, right? And, and so many of, you know, so many minorities, sometimes we have great knowledge, we're intelligent, but we haven't had, you know, the business acumen or we haven't been trained on executive presence or we our presentation skills. We don't know how to display data, right? Like maybe optimizing talents. How do we handle change management? All of these things, uh, all these topics, right? Like teaching you all those, not just teaching you, but hands-on experience through workshops so that you get that exposure and get that experience. And you can take that back to your employer and be able to perform and show yourself to be a leader because people don't get promoted for what they have the potential to do. People get promoted for what they're already doing. And so I want to help you with that. And if anybody out there is interested, uh, you can feel free to visit my website at www.sharahutchinson.com, S-H-A-R-A-H-U. T-C-H-I-N-S-O-N.com. I think James will probably have that in his show notes as well. Um, but you can reach out and look at the What We Do section. The diversity and leadership program is there. There's a flyer attached under the Learn More link, and you can read all about it. Um, feel free to reach out and ask me any questions. But um, that's launching in March, but I'm taking enrollments now through March. And so um, if you feel like you're at a glass ceiling, if you feel like um you know there's more, you know there's a next level for you at your employer and you just need some additional training, I think this is the program for you. Um, And again, like I said, feel free to to reach out and get more information about it. That is awesome. And also, um, you have a podcast. And and I know that you you went through a rebrand and uh, talked to to the audience a little bit about your podcast. Yes. Thanks, James. I wasn't even going to mention anything about that. But yeah, so I do have a a podcast. It's on um, all major platforms, Spotify, um, Google, Apple Podcasts, and, and I think is it called Outcast? Whatever the names is, you know, any major uh, podcast platform you can typically find me on. And the name of the podcast is called Expose Your Next Level. Um, and X-P-O-S-E and then Y-O-U-R. That's the name of my company, but Expose Your Next Level uh, because that's what I'm all about, really. And on my podcast, you'll hear information and interviews with people to help give you new perspectives, new ideas and new solutions that you can take uh, to your everyday workplace, to your family, to your life, and so that you can get to your next level ultimately, right? Because a mind stretched by a new idea will never return to its former dimension. And when you're, the only way for your mind to be stretched 
is to insert new information and new ideas in there. And so that's what I want to do. You have to intentionally learn new things and see things a different way so that you can be well-rounded and so that you can grow. And so when you get to that next level, you can be sustained there. Mm, That's awesome. So for those who were not able to capture that, again, that will be in the show notes uh, as this podcast comes out. Uh, Again, this will be on uh, my YouTube channel, uh, which is called Kingdom Success University. Um, So again, um, we want to thank you, Shara, for taking the time out uh, to talk to us about communication and how we can, you know, utilize that in our interaction with people uh, in our lives personally and also professionally as well. Uh, So to my audience, I just want to let you know, uh, there was a wise quote that Shara Shara did share, uh, which was, first, seek to understand, then to be understood, right? Is that correct? Did I, mm-hmm. did I say that correctly? Yeah. So, all right, cool. So then those are uh, the wise words from a wise woman. And I want to thank you again, uh, Sheriff, for coming out. And uh, you take care of yourself. You too, thanks. To view all recordings, please go to my YouTube channel, which is called Kingdom Success University, or visit my website at www.beachamsconsultingservices.com. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Success University podcast.